Hello and welcome to the very first episode of TBR Spotlight from the Big Review Ski. This is a brand new show where we will be doing a deep dive on the shows that everybody is talking about. And up first is the very first episode of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. My name is Owen Doherty and over there it's Rory Cashin. Hello Rory. Hello Owen. I am so happy that we get to talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier every single week for the next six weeks because if anyone tries to start a conversation that isn't to do with this show for the next month and a half, I, I'll be like, no, nope, you can you can stop right there. I don't want to talk about anything that isn't to do with the show. Thank you very much. Check in with me towards the end of May and uh, see if there's room then. I like. I obviously love talking to you anyway, and you did yeah. uh, put in a, a requirement that the only way I am allowed to talk to you over the next month and a half is through the medium of this show. So yeah. th- thanks for making it happen. Um, I, I did have a tenuous kind of uh, intro where I was going to tee us up as the Falcon and, and, and the Winter Soldier. You know, this is the tale of two men mm. forced to team up, made to work together for the common good, even though they really can't stand each other's company. But ultimately, they put their differences aside to save the world and that's that's what we're here to do mm-hmm. so which one do you see yourself as obviously well i actually i slept funny on my left arm last night so a bit of a dead arm so i'm the winter soldier clearly right okay so that would make me the falcon that's the one that you show us your wings um <laughs> just a, like a word straight off this this is a um obviously WandaVision has been a huge success on Disney Plus. Is it safe to say that WandaVision was a surprise success? I it's it's one of those things where where <laughs> like Disney and Marvel have all the money in the world. So in the one hand, you're like, of course it was going to be great because they can afford to, to make it great. In the same way that like I don't think anyone was expecting the Mandalorian to be as good as it was first time around. You're like, oh, are we not a bit fed up with Star Trek now? Not Star Trek, Star Wars. <laughs> See? <laughs> um, and then the Mandalorian arrived. You're like, oh, wait, I'm actually totally on board for what they're doing here. Um, and I think even though it has been a little bit of a gap since we got our last uh, Marvel movie, uh, there was a sense that people were just a bit kind of done or they needed a little longer of a break. And then when WandaVision arrived, and it was so completely different to everything we'd seen them do before, um, we all made space in our lives because it was actually different and great. Exactly. And I think, like, over the course, what there's, like, a two-week gap, maybe, between the end of WandaVision and the start of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Which has been a tough two weeks for everybody, I'll be perfectly honest, because it's been, uh, a, sad <laughs> it's been a really sad time, like waking up on a Friday morning and knowing there's not going to be a brand new episode there. But thankfully, as we said, um, from the 19th of March 2021, there's going to be a new episode released every week for the next six weeks. Um, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, of course, uh, stars Anthony Mackie as the Falcon, uh, Sam Wilson, and you've got uh, Sebastian Stan as Bucky Barnes, a.k.a. the Winter Soldier, because it's interesting Everybody obviously knows him as the Winter Soldier. Yeah. But it's like, is it okay to call him the Winter Soldier when he's more Bucky Barnes? And it obviously, it's going to tee up a couple of nice things about just him and where his head's at and where his character might potentially go uh, throughout the show. But as I was saying, this is basically, I'm, you know, I've, like since 2008, absolutely loved the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I was never uh, an avid comic book reader. So, 
the thing that I absolutely love about the movies and the way, because I, I know, especially for WandaVision, there were so many people going, oh my God, you've got these theories and you've got that and everything as well. And we will be doing a deep dive on those kind of theories and what certain characters mean and certain lines and certain symbols. Um, but I'm just, I just love the excitement of discovering uh, the way that the stories actually go as well. So, uh, and Rory, the second thing to say, I'm putting a disclaimer in here now, you've worked with me for years. Um, I love everything. Like I love <laughs> every time you ask me, what's that film about? Or what's that show about? And I was like, I don't know, Rory, but five stars all the way. It's class. Yeah. Yeah. You, as I've, yeah, you skew positive and that's, that's fine. Like, I think the world needs people like you, like, you're the kite and I'm the anchor and I'm here to just tether you back to reality every now and again. Um, but yeah, in the same way that like, <clears throat> this will be a learning process for me as well. Cause I also wasn't a massive uh, comic book fan. I, I am a huge Marvel cinematic universe fan. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, I didn't immediately know spoilers for the next 15 seconds that, uh, Agatha Harkness was Agnes from One Division. Um, whereas you know people who read the comics knew that immediately. Uh, but you know I don't think there's going to be anything in these episodes that a 15 second Google search won't reveal for you. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so like we we we've been lucky enough to see the first episode already. Yeah. It's out today. Uh, so we're going to just try to just focus on this first episode because even though it seems like not a lot has happened some stuff has happened definitely and just a word of warning straight out the out the gate spoiler alert like just massive spoiler alerts we're we're talking about the show presuming and assuming that you have seen the first episode as well don't weigh in here and be surprised that we're talking about the plot this is the spoiler and the winter spoiler show so like just Make your peace with that. that. That would have been a better name, actually. Now, do we have to do any kind of recap? And yes, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 yeah, that's the one. Recap on where Falcon and the Winter Soldier are at the beginning of this series. I, uh, you'd be better served simply watching the 23 previous Marvel movies, but shorthand, Easily done. shorthand, uh, they, both have been blipped back into existence from the end of Avengers Endgame, helped defeat Thanos, and have sort of said goodbye to their mutual BFF, uh, Steve Rogers, because he an old man now, having lived his full life, and he passed the Captain America shield onto Falcon to essentially tell him, you're the new Captain America. And that's how the movies ended, and that's more or less where we're catching up with them at the start of episode one. Yeah, so like a really poignant and moving scene between the three of them where Bucky kind of took a step back and Sam and Steve had that really lovely moment as they passed the shield over. Uh, even though Steve Rogers, like old Captain America, looked like he could still do a job 100%. Needs be, and, yeah. Um, one of the first things actually uh, that I was delighted to see in the brand new series is that uh, Anthony Mackie Falcon has shaved off that ridiculous facial hair from that scene. Um, at the end of uh, at the end of Endgame as well, so that was like straight away often absolute. <laughs> I don't recall the the Endgame beard. You blocked it out. You yeah, blocked it for, out. Of your probably head. for good reason. But like, I do yeah. have a question that like I'm not sure if the movies have answered it. I'm not sure if the show has answered it yet. Um, it seems to hint towards it, but I'm not positive either way. I'm just curious on your opinion. 
Is Steve Rogers dead? So the way that I read it at the end of Endgame is that, oh wait, obviously he's got uh, extended kind of aging process anyway. He's, you know, aging slower than everybody else. And then he went and spent his life, those 70 years or so, um, in that alternative universe uh, and had a wonderful life that he missed out on uh, whenever he was one of the Avengers. So I think he... Are you thinking that they might still like kind of have him crop up at some point during? I think it's just so when they so this one of the earlier scenes in the show is uh, Sam donating Captain America Shield to the Smithsonian. Yeah, and like there's there's a whole exhibit, kind of the one that um, Steve walked through himself back in the Winter Soldier. Uh, and I was looking around to see, like, oh, is there a a, an, a date of death, or is there yeah. any anything that kind of solidifies or cements the fact? Yes, he he's passed away in the interim, and I didn't I didn't spot one. Maybe other people will, um, and it's like confirmed, but they never officially say, yeah, he he's dead now, he's a dead one. So I am, um, I am. That's the way they write it. They write somebody's yeah. They write somebody's birth date. And then a wee line, a wee dash, and then said at the end, he's a dead one. He's a dead one now. Um, so I am already like, yeah, he's going to speculate. He's he's a come up somewhere, or you know, there'll be there'll be something later where the guys are fighting. They're like, yeah, yeah, and like, stop! Did you not hear? And then everyone has to be sad. Well, the thing is that um, in that display that uh, Anthony Mackie is walking around as well, they've, they've very clearly they've updated that from the one that Steve Rogers uh, Steve Rogers has looked at because you've got things like the blip is in there. And again, just for, for context, we've obviously, um, this is set relatively soon after the blip. It says like it's a few months later as well. Yeah. And um, the thing that I found, like from what you're saying there, I would love if if cap like i mean geez it's chris evans and obviously he's worshipped and uh well i think uh, sam Wilson would probably love him to pop up again and just take the shield please anybody take this responsibility off of me but no there were there were a couple of things like about this first episode first of all as i said i really enjoyed it i was actually surprised by how it went because the first like it's a bold move cotton or it's a bold strategy let's see if it pays <laughs> off they didn't have the falcon and the winter soldier on screen together at any time. They didn't share no, a conversation. They no, haven't actually... Not even on the was phone, that, nothing. Yeah, because we get that scene where um, Bucky is in with the uh, with his therapist and she says and she takes his phone and she's having a look and she's like, you know, you're not answering Sam's calls or texts or anything like that. So we know there's obviously, definitely on Sam's part, that kind of active um, effort to get in touch and well find out maybe maybe Bucky owes him money or something or maybe he doesn't <laughs> want to work together maybe he just wants to go for a drink but um, it's interesting that yeah you kind of get one part of one section of the story and then it focuses on the other one as well so um, I, I enjoyed that I thought it was good but with like such a limited run of episodes as well it's it's interesting because there's only what six in total yeah like they, they you would think with, with the limited run that they would want to kind of hit the story running pretty quickly um but they do spend a lot of time setting the chessboard uh like it, it does open with a kind of great action sequence brilliant action uh, sequence. that brings back that capoeira or whatever that dude was fighter from uh winter soldier as well uh 
Captain America fought him on that on that boat in the opening scene of Winter Soldier, and he's back as you know uh, the same bad guy, except now he uh, flies to the air with like wingsuits <laughs> and stuff. He's a- amazing at flying in and out of helicopters like, and, just, and at getting way- into wingsuits really quickly also that <laughs> like just he's in the middle of a fight and all of a sudden he's in a wingsuit he's out the door that was one hilarious moment whenever it cuts it looks at them and there's like there's four or five bad guys that's that sam has just beaten up on the plane cuts back to sam cuts back to the five bad guys and they're all in wingsuits yeah. including one including the guy that they're they're kidnapping yeah. tied to one of them as well so that that was that was nicely edited <laughs> but they they then uh take out an entire fleet of helicopters for that action scene um but yeah, like it was, it, that was well done. It was really reminding me of the more gritty action stuff that you'd see in uh, the Winter Soldier movie as well. It does really feel like that's the movie that they're, that's the touchstone yeah. for this show, which is fine because I absolutely love the Winter Soldier. It's one of my well, favorite I was ones. Say, for, for the record, like you, you said before in the past, Winter Soldier is your, is probably your favorite out of the MCU. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. So like going down the, the political thriller route with explosions is, absolutely fine with me um but yeah so that but then once that action scene is done the rest of it is talking and it's talking about stuff that you at the time i was like that's an interesting direction to take the show where like part of it is uh, the winter soldier guy is going through some kind of ptsd he's having night terrors where he's reliving the assassinations that he did back when he was kind of brainwashed and he's trying to make amends for that now in different ways. And that was interesting, if not if not massively exciting. And on the flip side, we have Uncle Sam revisiting yep. his sister and his nephews in Louisiana. And then spending most of the rest of the movie discussing how being an Avenger isn't good enough to get a mortgage. Yeah, um, I, I'll be honest, I wasn't expecting him going to the fiscal details no. of the Falcon. But, uh, but there Here you we go. Are. Um, actually, you you mentioned one wee thing there that that was a really nice wee wee moment, and it's as if like you know, uh, just in case anybody didn't get the message that we really want Sam to be Captain America, it's yeah. like they have his nephews running around calling him Uncle Sam, Uncle Sam, and his sister saying, "Hey, Uncle Sam," and you're like, "Uncle Sam, got it, got America. it, got it, got it." Dude, the one interesting thing I did think about uh, that was Falcon obviously getting recognized as he's in the bank. Um, because obviously there's this element of celebrity as well. It was the same in WandaVision that people recognize Wanda and Vision as the Avengers or as the the heroes who are involved in these huge epic battles, which are presumably being reported about on TV as well. Yep. But interesting, like Bucky is able to walk around. I don't know if it's because he hasn't got like his his COVID nineteen face mask on him, or if his his well, arm he, isn't on display. He doesn't have his stupid emo greasy hair anymore either. He's got a and hair, he doesn't he's have, got a haircut. <laughs> he's he's looking very well. I did enjoy that as well. Probably one of my favorite scenes in the entire episode was his dating, um, where she's asking him different things like, uh, and it gives you an insight into the whole thing. It's like, you know, why are you wearing those gloves all the time? He's like, per circulation. And you're like, okay, where do you see this big metal arm I've got? <laughs> or uh, the line that she says, you know, have you done much dating since? half of the the fish have you know, back come into back sea. into the sea which is just a nice way kind of setting us in their new reality as well and then even the the kind of the unspoken moments where sam is you know like the little japanese good luck cat and it's waving its left arm and he's so annoyed 
it just like this left arm waving it? Yeah, again, we we get it. But yeah. I, I love that. It was a lovely moment as well. And then the last, sorry, the last thing in that scene when she's like, how old are you? And it's that, you know, brilliant thing in movies and TV shows when someone tells the truth and we're all in on the joke. And the one person who doesn't get it in the scene, he's like, I'm 106. And she's like, ah, you're so funny. <laughs> and his face is just perfection there whenever he gives uh, gives the little look. But um, but yeah, so th- there was a lot. To, I, I did like the focus on the drama, the, the kind of their human backgrounds. But at the same time, I wasn't expecting that to pretty much go for the entire runtime of the episode. No, like it is in the same way that I remember the first two and a bit episodes of WandaVision. I was like, what is this? And then you realize it is setting up the groundwork for what's to come. So I appreciate that the show is trying to get us back on side with these characters before, like get us emotionally invested, get us to care before we're like, oh my God, don't die Falcon or the Winter Soldier. We love you now. Um, so I appreciate and understand it. I just don't know if, you know, the mortgage route was the way to go. Like, <laughs> just, I was just like, surely he could just ring up Pepper Potts and be like, listen, because I've been would gone you, for five years. Uh, would you spot me like half a million? Just please? whatever. Like this, this can't be a real problem that, that they have to face. And also again, I like keep they so they kept Falcon and the Winter Soldier separate. That's fine, but they also individually kept them separate from the actual plot that is happening elsewhere in the show. So you we're introduced to the Flag Smashers, which not not subtle at all. No, not subtle at all. But what I did relate to was obviously they've got a big red hand of Ulster as their um as their symbol. Yeah, they do, <laughs> and that's obviously uh, across their masks as well. And you know the other thing is they they've got this whole thing. They're not really into borders, you know. I'm not not, not a huge fan okay, of borders. I, I never like, for some reason this this particular angle never really occurred to me, but it really should have when I was watching not, it and thinking that I was going to be discussing it with you. The dairy man, not a fan of borders. Yeah, can you believe it? But yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't expect to go into uh, a Marvel kind of entity or show, uh, expecting to relate to the to the bad guys as well. But uh, but here we are. Here we are. I mean, yeah. So we're introduced to them at a at a bank heist that is also part uh, flash mob. <laughs> yeah. um, and we see someone behind a mask who seems to be very strongly powered, equal to I guess a Captain America esque. Strength. Yeah, is it, they definitely had the the super strength yeah, kind the, of camera shot on it, where it's like, look how far I've just kicked this lad Torres, who I actually really like. I like him as a as a kind of a, a minor character who's there to support Falcon. It seems uh, will inevitably die at some point or be in danger at some point. Yes. But um, uh, but no, I I liked him because he was like, okay, you know, I, he's got a bit of get up and go about him. He's getting in there. He's uh, updating, obviously updating. He's like the, the Basil exposition of the piece so far, where he's like. Falcon, here's all this information you need to know. He also got his head. He also got his head absolutely stomped on. Yes, which looked uh, painful. But um, but yeah, so definitely uh, implying whoever's behind that mask as well is obviously. Or do we know who's behind that mask in terms of uh, like super kicking him like across the the plaza? We don't know yet. No, like it's it, whoever it is. It, they've got the same forward kick momentum that we've seen both Captain America and the Winter Soldier do previously. So it's probably fair to assume that it's someone else who has gone through that super serum setup. Um, We do know that 
Daniel Brühl will appear in the show eventually because uh, he's coming back as Nemo, the guy that we met. Zemo. And the guy that we get from Finding Zemo. Finding Zemo. That's the one. Uh, the guy that we met from Civil War. Uh, and there's a few more people to appear as well. Uh, to, but it, I have a theory who behind, who it is behind the mask, but I'll get to that in a second. But yeah, so they, they keep that separate from the guys completely. And then there is the the end reveal, I guess, the very final scene. And when it when it happens, you're like, oh, that's who this show is about. Got it. So that was going to be my next question. Because as I said, um, obviously from watching the movies, basically all of my information comes from the entire world that exists within the films. And then obviously WandaVision as well. So... Uh, the episode was going along. I was like, okay, Sam doesn't want to take up the mantle. He's got reluctance. So whenever the scene happened towards the end, whenever they're announcing, oh, we need a new symbol for hope. We need somebody to inspire us. I was like, okay, okay. And then they were like, please welcome your new Captain America. I was like, huh? Because I remember there were bits in the trailers when it shows somebody dressed up as Captain America running onto like an American football pitch and the crowd going wild. And I was like, oh yeah, is that is that just publicity stuff? But I, I honestly didn't realize, oh, okay, they're, they're actually announcing a new guy here. And then it cuts to him and mixed feelings straight away because one, I was like, how dare you put that suit on? You get that outfit off you right now. Um, that's that's Chris Evans' outfit. So the, one, there was that. Uh, and two, the reason I was actually happy to see somebody else in it was, I don't know if you, you notice, this lad's ears are quite sticky out and I've always had really sticky out here so much so that it's traumatized me since I was a child so I was like do you know what good for you sticky out ears man being the new Captain America it shows we can succeed in life after all but basically I was keeping an eye on the credits I was like John Walker Roy who the flip is John Walker and what's he got to do with it so there's a yeah so there's a, obviously a few things to to chip away at here John Walker ears, the ears. Uh, yeah uh, played by Wyatt Russell son of Kurt uh, who you might mostly know from 22 Jump Street, maybe, or an episode of Black Mirror. I thought Peter Quill was son of Kurt. Ew, it's a real-life Marvel uh, joke. Yeah. Okay, go on, keep going, keep going. It's grand. Don't dwell on it. podcast, oh my God. Okay, <laughs> so, yeah, so that's Wyatt Russell is playing him, who is a very, like, the, you have to think of the actor himself, like, he's a very, uh, he's got a very southern drawl very southern vibe to him um so the character john walker in the comic books is better known as super patriot who is uh he takes up the mantle of captain america eventually but he is the government's replacement for captain america when they think uh that steve rogers has become a bit too i guess not nationalistic enough for them, yeah. For them, this, this lad's a government chill, basically. He he, unlike the flag smashers, loves a good border. Loves a good border. Build walls all over the gaff. Loves this a- lad would have voted. He would have voted for Brexit, basically. He would. I hate him already. He would. I hate him already. I- Forget what I said about the ears. <laughs> I hate him already. <laughs> like you have to remember, this show was originally due to re- release uh, August last year. It was meant to be the first. Disney Plus show based in the MCU, so it would have come out right around the end of Trump's reign, uh, and you have to see the comparisons between uh, super 
nationalistic, bordering on extremely nationalistic new version of Captain America fighting the flag smashers who want no borders anymore. They preferred the way the world was when everyone had to work together. So yeah, like that, it could not be more topical to have this version of Captain America suddenly arrive, especially because Captain America himself did end up turning on the government because he was like, I don't want no part of S.H.I.E.L.D. uh, because it's full of Hydra now. I don't want anything to do with General Ross because he he wants to control us and tell us what to do. Get your Sokovia Accords. Get them out of here. (laughs) Get out of my face. So, like, having this take on Captain America is very timely, very topical. Uh, And if it goes the route of the comic books, uh, hugely problematic. (laughs) So basically, uh, if Steve Rogers was America's ass, John Walker is America's asshole. Oof. I mean, I, I, I can't think of a better way to to put it, but that does sound uh, pretty odd. Although the thing is, half like if 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 uh, <laughs> votes are right, half of America will see uh, John Walker go, yeah. Great, they love him. Great, but obviously, obviously, we're we're kind of it's juxtaposed with these scenes of Sam watching the news on TV and him being no, 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 no. Like he obviously, this is bad news and for him. And so, inevitably, I mean, not inevitably, because obviously, WandaVision was kind of um, turning things on its heads as well and playing with your expectations of how the show was going to go, and hopefully. Uh, I mean, this is definitely a different kind of show. It's not really, we're not talking about supernatural elements here. And some of that may come in. (laughs) Not yet. Yeah, because you've obviously got all of these things coexist. In fact, actually, sorry, that was one other lovely line in it. Whenever Sam Wilson's uh, sister was like, listen, you you were gone uh, and you were all fighting, what did you say, Dr. Space Cape or something? Uh, Which is just a lovely wee throwaway remark of somebody who isn't a superhero isn't involved in that world, but they still have to live in the world that involves yeah. all of those it's like, people. you're doing that while I'm down here paying bills. Like, yeah, I'm trying to yeah. keep the fishing <laughs> business running here. So no, that 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 was good. But um, but yeah, this the feel of this does seem to be like, and again, from the trailers, we've got those elements of this is going to be like a body cop, almost like Shane Black style thing. Is like, us two guys don't want to work together, but we're actually going to be amazing in class together. The way they're Obviously, I to do one up on each other, but inevitably, like, kind of save each other's lives as well. Yeah, like, so, uh, uh, to top and tail it with another question, when John Walker comes out at the end, is that the shield that was in... From the, Smiths, from from the, the Smithsonian. Smithsonian? Was, like, well, it was, was the government asking, because the government, the government, one guy from the government was like, you did the right thing doing that, and blah, blah, blah. Was that like was his donation to the Smithsonian like a ruse so they could just pass it on to because that seemed to happen very quickly that 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 couldn't have been more than two or three days between him going no Captain America for me thank you to them announcing they've already got one. Well, that dodgy government guy. Uh, whenever you you reminded me there of the the line that he's like Sam, you've done the right thing. It was like oh no, it's definitely it has to be the same shield. Although I will say. I did get a chance to go to the Smithsonian um, Museum a number of years ago, and I didn't see the shield there. So mm-hmm. very, very, very possibly. So that's based in based in fact as well. But no, I'd say it probably is the same one. Otherwise, they would just be making stuff out of vibranium right, left, and center all the time. And like here, and it's here you go. It's tough. It's a tough metal to work with. <laughs> like yeah, really. Was it? Was it not? Um, what was the metal 
in Black Panther, I think. Was it? Yes, it was. It was Black Panther. And Michael B. Jordan breaks into the museum to find vibranium yeah, that's, that's, a, that's behind yeah. Perspex glass. And I was like, oh, yeah. have you not learned a lesson? We literally just did this. And now you're just doing it again with his whole shield. Are you kidding? Um, no, so I, I'm going to go... I'm going to go with it. It's the same shield. And basically once it becomes, once it's handed over and becomes governmental property, then they can do what they, they like with it as well. Um, there were a couple of nice little asides as well that I, that I had spotted during it. Um, just little things like there was whenever Bucky is in his therapist scene as well. That was a long and scene. It was, I enjoyed it though, because obviously enjoy, yeah. the therapist is in the trailer as well. Uh, I don't know if people have seen the trailer where, where Bucky and uh, Sam have a stare off. And she's like, this this is bullshit. <laughs> you like grow up the pair of you. Um, so it seems like she's gonna be that mixture of like hard hitting home truths, but also brilliant kind of one liners as well. But whenever she says to him, um, you know, what what is it you want, Bucky? And he says, I I just want peace. Which um I had watched uh Infinity War and Endgame again recently, just kind of, you know, like, you know, you love those revision you know plans when you're sure. like i'm gonna revise i've got like people are like what are you doing Owen? what are you busy with i'm like uh i'm revising for falcon and the winter soldier i'm actually really busy so leave me alone please i'm watching <laughs> these films but the um that was a line that tony stark said to steve rogers whenever he is him and hawn before they go back and travel through time um and he turns up and steve says to him is like what do you want and he's just like I just want peace, and he does the peace sign. So it was a nice little callback to that. But then the other one, more kind of um, to do with the PTSD of the character that you mentioned, the first time that Sam and Steve meet, you know, and it's like, on your left, and that brilliant scene where they first uh, meet each other when they're running in Washington, D.C. But Sam says this really poignant line to him. It's like, it's it's the beds, and it's the sleeping. They're, they're too soft and everything. And then there's just that one shot of Bucky in this episode where he's sleeping on the floor. Um, and it's just like, you know, it just it, it's a nice connection between Sam, Bucky, and Steve again, mm. where they've all been through similar kind of events and atrocities as well. And um, it's just, it, it's a lovely wee character detail, I thought, that just like, yeah, no, he, he doesn't want to sleep in the bed because of the kind of PS, or PTSD that he's suffering from as well. So just nice little details that, that pop up along the way as well. Yeah, plus it was, it was actually uh, a nice surprise to see Don Shield so early. Oh yeah, he just is like I'm here. War, War machines here. That's the thing. Oh, cool. you, could, yeah, because you expect. Okay, so who have we got locked in in terms of the big, big, big names uh, within the universe? Again, One Division did it brilliantly, where they introduce brand new characters like Monica Rambo as well, and then bring back some of the um, bring back some of the minor characters uh, as well from like the other films. But uh, yeah, Don Cheadle straight away is like, oh. We're we're whipping we're whipping war machine out straight away. Happy days. This is great. So yeah, bodes well. Maybe it was just like a first episode, um, you know, playing their hand. But uh, I'm sure they've got more in store. Yeah. So like I like I said, it was a lot of table setting. A lot of here's where everyone is, and here's what's going on, and we'll get to the bit eventually where they have to meet and then team up. And I. I get yeah, like we said, it is a surprise that they they don't even have a. It doesn't even end with them going. We need to meet somewhere. And sort this problem out. Like nothing. It's not. Uh, Was that Christian Bale organizing their meetup? Is he? Yeah, he's uh he's their he's their receptionist. But um, <laughs> yeah, like it's 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 just a surprise that considering there are only six, not a lot has happened yet. 
but that just means all the later ones will have to have so much more stuff happen. And that's yeah. I'm I'm fine with that. One hundred percent. As you said though, WandaVision started off with those kind of um I remember like even chatting to people recently after you've watched the entirety of WandaVision and uh, it's not to always compare and contrast the two, but I mean, as <laughs> having a case study like WandaVision is pretty excellent because it did start off slow. And even people now who are like one, two, three, four episodes and then catching up on the whole series, they're like, what? When is something happening? You're like, no, 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 the jigsaw, the jigsaw, it all comes together. Please stick with it. So, um, yeah, this one is obviously going to be much more action packed by the looks of it as well. Actually, that was one other thing that popped up, like Sam Wilson, you know, able to show off, like we know Winter Soldier has this amazing strength and amazing moves. And that's a, a brilliant recap scene as he's remembering that old assassination and he's taken out the entire team of bodyguards. But I think it, it was lovely to see um, Falcon as opposed to doing like one or two little things in, in the midst of a battle in a movie. It was like, like showing off all these little skills where he's just using a bit of the thrust, a bit more of Red Wing in there as well, and kind of showing off those tools. And then showing his practical side where he can um, he can repair uh, Red Wing, but he can't repair his sister's boat just yet, but I'm sure he'll, I'm he sure can, he'll still get, can't get a Still can't get a loan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, still can't get a loan in the bank, but that, that'll, that'll come, that'll come. So overall, um, as we said, I'm... I'm like obviously excited uh <laughs> anyway yeah but um yeah anything else anything else that popped up no like again like we know even from the trailers we know that uh peggy carter is great grand niece i think <laughs> um will show up eventually as well and it looks like she'll be a major part of it but she wasn't in this episode either zemo hadn't arrived yet there's still a lot of introducing and reintroducing to do. So I am cautiously optimistic that they have got a lot of the, I, I want to, to say a lot of the, like, there's just the, the heavy narrative exposition stuff out of the way and we can get into an actual plot now because uh, from, because this first episode is 45 minutes long ish. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't for the life of you tell me, tell you or tell me um, where it's going. Or what's going to happen? And that's that's a like good what, uh, that's a good that's a good thing in a way in that like ooh, but I'm also have like no no notion as to what is going to happen next. But I will. I did mention earlier. I have a theory. Who I think the head of the flag smashes is. Oh yeah, I I just presumed it was going to be finding Zemo. No, uh, no, I think it's John Walker. Oh. oh my goodness, you're straight in there with the completely controversial. Yeah. Turn the tables, twisty turn around. The good guy, well, suppose a good guy at the end of the first episode is announced as He's the, big the bad. disease and the vaccine. Oh my, that's so top it. Please don't don't mention <laughs> or vaccines anymore. Um, okay, okay. Any particular reason why you're just like? Just had a what very... is the most controversial thing I can pick? When he rocked out uh, the first time, and he was booting the people around. He had a very similar build to what we saw Walker have later on in. The only difference was he had like weird, almost Captain Sol Captain Soldier, no Winter Soldier hair, like greasy, the longer hair. hair. Yeah, yeah. But that could just be a wig. That could come off. Well, do you know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm actually gonna watch that scene back the 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 bit where he's booting people around uh, Switzerland. <laughs> see if I can spot those ears because, as I said, yeah. the ears. I'm strong in the ears, so if I get if I even catch a glimpse, I'll be able to tell you whether it's the same, uh, whether it is uh, who Wyatt Russell playing him. Um, so so we'll see. But um, no, listen, um, we want everybody to uh, who's listened to, to get involved as well. I mean, myself and Roy were obviously 
huge fans um, of Marvel and, and MCU as well. And we know there's loads of Marvel fans out there as well. So if there's anything that we've missed, please send us horrible, awful abuse. Mm. Rory, if you want to give or out just, your Or just the, the information the that we might have missed. Or just, just, do you know what? Start with the information. Hold yeah. off on the abuse for now. Yeah. Uh, and just send on uh, some of the correct information. Or if you have your own fan theories, we know as soon as um, this episode kind of... Um, is released on Disney Plus. The internet is going to be a light. It was Agatha all along. I don't know if that's going to apply to this one, but uh, it would we'll be. See. A, it would be a shock. <laughs> it would. It would be a shock. It would be a bigger reveal than your John Walker twisty turnaround. All right, definitely. But um, yeah. So as we said at the start, TBR Spotlight uh, is. We're going to be here every single Friday with a brand new episode uh, for the runtime of the series. Uh, please do get in touch. You can tweet us uh, at Big Reviewski. Um, or you can tweet us directly. My name is uh, at, my name. The name my parents gave me is at <laughs> Roy, what's your Twitter handle? Uh, Roar E Cashin spelled pretty phonetically there. Yeah. So as in like a like a like a lion's roar. Yeah, or you know whatever animal you you hear roaring when you hear a, a roar. falcon's roar. Yeah, a winter soldier's roar. Um, (laughs) so uh yeah please do get in touch uh thanks for listening thanks for subscribing and uh as well as tbr spotlight we have loads of brilliant interviews um going up online there as well so we can go and check those out um roy thanks off the flyer yeah uh, like the falcon uh, pun master general over here how you doing